Welcome, everybody, to the Collar and Elbow Wrestling Podcast. I am Kenny Oak, and joined with me, as always, is my tag team partner, the one and the only Chris Bubba Harris. Bubs, how are you doing today? It's been a while. No, no, I'm doing well. You know this. The Longhorns won in a dramatic fashion. I, I, I am excited. Hook them, baby. I am living well, even though I'm not in the state of Texas. They're... They're keeping me alive, so it's good stuff. Absolutely. Well, the good news is I am in the state of Texas for the first time in a year and a half. Yeah, but it's been too long. Well, that's why I said it's been a year and a half. That's uh, that's too long. Yeah. So you should stay around if you want. Maybe we can kick off this successful podcast that we have going on. Oh, successful? You mean the best, slowest growing wrestling podcast in all of the wrestling verse wrestle verse yeah yeah no that's a good that's a word. we'll write that one down for future use yeah we are slow burning i've been beating yes. it up on twitter i've been doing a little work on the facebook and now we need to get back into work into the podcast world and absolutely doing today it it has been a while and i chopped that up to this guy because i've been traveling uh it's been a long long journey coming back to Texas from Afghanistan, but now I'm back. Uh, I am firmly planted where I need to be in my luxurious office, and I'm ready to go. I'm ready to kick this kick this new era off. I, we can just see the luxury, at least I can right now, of what your office looks like. So it's subjective yeah. to say luxurious. Look at that yeah. ladder, that paint ladder right there. You know, it's still a work in progress. We but, just bought this house back in March. We're still working on it. But the benefit of you being here is now we can use that good old American internet, and now yes. I can hear you clearly, and you can hear me, and we're going to make a, a much better product. So that's the that's the benefit of doing this. So I'm ready, bubs. I am ready. I am excited, and let's go ahead and kick this off. And you know, today we're talking about Hell in a Cell, which is tomorrow night on the WWE Network. Uh, it's SmackDown exclusive, but it's got some really good matches, bubs. Uh, you know, headlined by uh, Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens in a false count anywhere Hell in a Cell match. Right, that's what everyone's kind of looking forward to. Not a lot of attention being paid to the WWE Championship, not as much as it should be. But we're going to see some great stuff. The match of the card is going to be the Usos versus the New Days. I said this on Twitter yesterday, I think. I don't think anybody can stand a chance. Styles and, Cor and Corbin isn't no. the best one on one, but I mean, that's going to be a decent match, I think. But. Good talent. Um, I'm mildly I think, excited. I think the uh, Orton Rusev match is going to be uh, better than we're expecting. Uh, I do think that the New Day and Usos is going to be the best match of the night. It's going to be one of two matches uh, contested in the Hell in a Cell. So I think that will be very good. And I know, I know you're not a big fan of the title match going on uh, anywhere but last. But the Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens match is really the only match on this card with any kind of build, I guess, other than the New Day and Usos. Now you're right. The New Days and Usos, it's been going on for a while. And if it were to continue going on, I think we'd all love that. But this gender and Shinsuke thing, it's not been – they haven't paid a lot of attention to it. The promos for it have been, I mean, controversial, to say the least. But, I mean, there's not a – Yeah, racist gender. Yeah, a lot of not a – not good back and forth there because Shinsuke is not the best promo guy, but 
I don't know, I'm just not excited for it. I don't expect anything great from it. I don't expect a title change. I mean, we'll, we'll make our guesses and picks at the end of this, of course, but I don't see that happening. So I'll look forward to seeing the Hell in a Cell tag matches, the most exciting portion of it. But we get to see Shane McMahon and Kevin Owens likely at the very end of that card. Bubs, you okay with that? Uh, I am okay with that going on last, just, just because of the build. It's been getting all of the main event attention on SmackDown. In fact, this past Tuesday night, they had a great segment where you know Shane and Kevin fought pretty much throughout the arena. Uh, it's definitely gotten the best build. Going back to the Jinder Mahal and Shinsuke talk, you know, as you said, Shinsuke is not the best at promos, and a lot of that has to do with the language barrier. Uh, but Jinder hasn't been doing great with his promos either. Uh, it's the material, really, that they've yeah. given him. They want him to be... They're, they're giving him this, this, this utter garbage to go off of. You know, make fun of Nakamura and his race. You know, the one thing you talk about Americans, you know, hating you because you're different. And you're going to go and then trash Shinsuke for the same thing. Uh, it's just, this is not a good pairing. They yeah. don't have good chemistry at all. No. Uh, I do think Shinsuke one day will be a WWE champion, but like you said, I don't think it's going to happen right now, and I just think that the material that they have to go off of is just its just terrible. No, I, I agree with you. I don't i don't like the pairing, but some somebody has to pair up with Jinder soon to get the title off of him, but I don't think it's happening now because, one, the feud hasn't been built up enough, so the title change won't seem like that important of a thing if it were to happen. Plus, they're going to India soon, right? And we all know I think that's the reason why Mahal had the title put on him was for the push into India to get more attention, and that's happening after this pay-per-view. So now's not the right time, and it's probably not Shinsuke's time versus gender yet, but he has to be champion some point in his career, within the next year, I think, maybe after WrestleMania next year, to legitimize him. Well, you have to think Shinsuke is just like a lot of the new talent that's been brought into WWE. He's up there in age. Yeah. You know, him and AJ are up there. Uh, Finn Balor's getting up there. You know, they have all this new fresh faces, but they're all old. And we've talked about this before in one of our previous episodes, how they have all this, what we think of or the fans think of as young talent, but these guys aren't young. They've been, they're in their mid, mid to late thirties and they've been working for, you know, almost 20 years. Yeah, successful in other places, and then they come here as the new guy, but really they have 15 or 20 years under their belt. Yeah, and but how about, you know, before we start talking about Hell in a Saw, I want to kind of get into what's going on on Raw before we start talking about uh, SmackDown. And what's been going on on Raw is a lot of two things. A lot of Braun Strowman mm. and a lot of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. And I think that... One, they've been doing everything that's been going on on Raw for the past couple months. Really, since the head writer of SmackDown moved over to Raw, Raw has been very entertaining lately. Yeah, Raw has fixed their stuff uh, over the last yes. probably two months or so. Yes, I don't know what this guy's getting paid, but he needs a raise yeah. because I look forward to Raw on Mondays right now. Uh, the matches have been good. Braun Strowman's been looking great. Yep. You know, his match with, of course, his match with Dean Ambrose. You know I'm not a big big fan of Dean Ambrose. 
but his match with Seth Rollins, I was that was edge of your seat stuff. Yeah, and I was very into that match, uh, and just the build up that they've been doing with this Shield reunion. We've been seeing it coming for a long time. It's been talked about for a long time, but this yeah. kind of slow, methodical build to it, like interwoven storylines together to make it happen. I think has been uh, very beneficial to everyone involved. And honestly, this Monday, I heard a lot of cheers for Roman. Oh yeah, I mean, I don't know what the rest of the internet hears, but I watch it and I turn it up. That loud. Denver crowd was loving Roman. Uh, they were hot for Roman, and part of it will be he'll get a lot of cheers based on just the Shield concept alone, because he still has a lot of haters out there. Oh, but yes. this this Shield stuff has been been hot for a while, and I. I didn't realize that they were basically working themselves up to the Indianapolis five years ago, Indianapolis two years ago. I didn't notice that either until yeah. I saw a post on uh, yeah. Facebook about it. So that makes sense, and I, I hope it goes well. I mean, I, I do want to see the reunion. I am not that excited about it yet. I mean, we will <laughs> likely see a three-on-three tag match at TLC. I'm little, with, I've always been more about the Shield than you, though, Bubs. You've yes. never been a huge Shield guy. Not a big and I love the Shield. It, but I will be excited for uh, if they do some type of three-on-three at TLC with Miz and Sheamus Cesaro. I don't think it'll be the Miz Taraj because they want bigger names in no. that match. But, uh, yeah, great time for Roman to turn heel against the Shield. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> that is a very interesting yeah. uh, take. I will say, uh, I don't think that's going to happen just because of how, you know, better the reactions have been for Roman lately. Uh, they're they're too scared to kind of pull that trigger just yeah. yet. But I'm glad you brought that up because that is a fantastic point. You know, I actually thought shield... of an elaborate thing for TLC. Okay, please that. please go on. So the match will be three on three, right? And yes. The stipulation will be that whichever team wins, all the titles go to that team. So that the Intercontinental title would go from the Miz mm. to Roman. And if they were to lose, then the tag team titles would go back to Sheamus Cesaro. So Roman would force the loss of the tag team titles by taking out his shield brethren, allowing Miz to cover Seth Rollins, thus setting up an, an individual rivalry with Rollins for that IC title going forward and making Sheamus Cesaro the new tag champions after that and turning Roman heel. What a play by the WWE. If that happens, Roman's finally starting to get the reactions that they're looking for. And then right. they should be like, all right, boom. Fuck you guys. Big finger to the internet is what it would be. And yes. I would absolutely love it. And I just, I don't see that happening. No, far at too all. elaborate, but I, yes. I love the idea in my own head. You know if that match does happen three-on-three that the Shield's going to win 100%. It's not even going to be close. Uh, They're going to build up the Shield thing for a little while, but I don't think it's going to last long at all because they want all of these guys to be singles guys. These are their three top single stars. Uh, I know, Dean Ambrose. Ambrose, yeah. yeah, I know. But, you know, I've always been really high on Seth Rollins, and I think sure. that he should absolutely hold the universal title here within the within the next year or two. Uh, have another run like he did in 2015, which I thought it was great. I, think, I thought he had a great run with the title. You want Heel Rollins? Heel Rollins works the best. 
of all three, him as a heel works the best. It was good stuff when he was part of the Triple H group. It's been two yeah. years now, right? So, yeah. yeah. What do you think about... All right, so going back to talking about some of the things on Raw that we're seeing, mm-hmm. uh, what are you thinking about this Jason Jordan uh, thing that they're doing? Um, I'm becoming less and less intrigued as we go on. Okay. I like the beginning of it because I think it has potential because it involves Kurt Angle, which is a great thing, I think. And you love Kurt Angle. That's your yeah, boy. We all right. know that. So a little bit of Mark there, but yeah. I don't know what they're trying, trying to do. Jordan looks good in the ring. I think he's he does. Impressive. He's very athletic and he's but very he's intense. Got, he's got no charisma, like just no personality, no charisma. He tried to other do a little, than that. a little promo at the end of that match he lost against Miz and calling him out for a rematch of it from the last pay-per-view and it, it just didn't right. I didn't care for him talking. I don't know. I think he needs he's very green in that aspect of professional wrestling and it's too soon to do anything legitimate like put the IC title on him. So, I mean, they've been fucking him around with the Hardy Boys a little bit and doing some tag stuff, which is good. Trying to get him over, you know, putting yeah. him with popular acts. Aside from that, though, I'm, I'm losing interest. I don't know what they're going to do with the storyline por- portion of it involving Kurt Angle. But, yeah. um, I mean, I, of course, want it to lead to Kurt coming back in the ring in some fashion, but that's uh, over- overstepping that's any, anything, anything yeah. real. But uh, I really don't see Kurt Angle coming back into the ring for, for quite a while. If, if at all. Uh, now this whole Jason Jordan thing, when it comes to, to, let's go back to like American Alpha, when it was Jason Jordan, Chad Gable. Chad Gable was, to me, the only like charisma that that group had. If you go back and watch some of their NXT stuff, which I was a huge fan of them. Loved it. Back in NXT, it was Chad Gable. You know, he had, you know, the best lines. He had the funniest, you know kind of quirks and things that he would do and really to me it all revolved around chad gable because before before chad gable showed up jason jordan was just a floundering singles guy that no one cared about yeah because he was a charisma vacuum uh but chad gable shows up and boom jason jordan becomes relevant because now they're this great tag team so i think they're starting to realize that yes american alpha was a great team but I think they're starting to realize why it might not have been because of Jason Jordan. Yeah. I think it was a bit of a stretch to try this aggressive storyline with a guy like Jordan instead of maybe a Chad Gable. Obviously maybe not making him Kurt Angle's son, but maybe him maybe just think of it just think if it was Chad Gable as Kurt Angle's son. I think because I think Chad Gable has a better uh, he takes himself less seriously. And I think he could have been yeah. a great, you know, kind of foil to Kurt Angle, you know, kind of making fun of himself, making fun of Kurt without realizing that he's making fun of Kurt. And just, you know, some of the things that Kurt Angle used to do back in the day, Kurt Angle was one of the greatest, mm. not just wrestlers, but entertainers he from day one. Very good at comedic wrestling, which is very, yes. very rare to find. I mean, I don't think the, I think the reason they didn't do Gable was because the internet pointed this out was that he would have been Kurt Angle would have been like fifteen or sixteen when Gable yeah. was born, so numbers simply didn't match up. But even if Gable was the guy that got this this sort of push into the Raw main or not main event, but the Raw scene, which has exposed to more people and gotten opportunities at the Miz and then put with the Hardy Boys, I think that the potential 
as we're seeing it now, obviously we're looking at this in hindsight, would have been a little better based on charisma because they're both very good in the ring. I could watch them both work all day, oh, which is absolutely. why we loved Alpha because American Alpha was very good, but it was part of partly because they had good chemistry with each other. They had great chemistry with each other, and I love the suplexes that Jason Jordan can do. Some of the things mm. he can do in the ring is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. It's just he has no charisma. That's it. That's the end of story. Yeah. But, I mean, on the flip side, we see Chad Gable working with Shelton Benjamin right now. That's fucking great. Anybody yeah. would like to be <laughs> We'll see how situation. that turns out. Hopefully yeah. it leads to something there. But, uh, yeah, I think they're going to keep trying this storyline with Jordan a little bit longer just to see what happens. And, I don't know, there's got to be some type of a turn, either against Kurt or Kurt against him, just to bring more importance to the story. It can't just sit how it is right now. You would think so, but that's one of those things we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. Nothing we can do. Um, more about Raw. I guess last thing I want to talk about. Uh, one, wishing Samoa Joe was still there. Uh, wishing yeah. he wasn't injured. But what do you think about what they're doing with Braun Strowman? I personally am absolutely head over heels with what they're doing with Braun. I have loved what they've done with Braun so far. Since losing to Brock last month, he seemed to have taken... I don't think he's lost any momentum. I don't think he has lost momentum because the crowd is still really into him. But he's taken a, a bit of a step down in the card. But it's good what they're doing, putting him in one-on-ones mm-hmm. with different characters. Like he's gotten Ambrose, right? And he's gotten Rollins. Yeah. I think that's testing to see how, how well he works with these other people. Because let's look ahead two years. Let's say that Seth Rollins is universal champion and Braun versus him is some stuff that we're looking at. And they tested this out here. Legal. Last, last, last Monday, right? And that was a great match. Yes. So I don't, I don't know. I don't think that Braun's going after Brock anytime going forward. Honestly, I think he's going to stay where he is in that upper mid card for a little bit, stay very relevant, but he'll get another different feud with somebody else just to keep him relevant, but not in the universal title picture. I think I don't I don't know if he'll actually be put in a feud with anybody. I think they'll they'll, they'll continue doing what they're doing right now is putting him in the ring with kind of bigger name singles guys and kind of building him as a guy that not even these people can be not a Seth Rollins can't beat him. You know, yeah. maybe put him in the ring with Cesaro. I bet Cesaro can make him look fantastic. Fucking great. Uh, have him go against the New Day. You know, eat all like have one week he goes against, you know, Xavier. One week he goes against Kofi, leading up to a big match with Big E. And that big could e, kind man. of be Big E's kind of breakout. You know, he puts on a good showing. Been but, for that. Yeah, but ultimately Braun will win. And you're not you're not throwing him in a feud uh, where one person loses and the other person wins. You're just putting him, like, you, you put him in a situation where he constantly feels like the big deal. Yeah. And if no one can beat him, then you start to think, this guy can beat Brock Lesnar. He should beat Brock Lesnar. And that's how you take the title off of Brock. What I do want them to do is I want them to keep throwing Braun into every rivalry or every storyline. He comes in and interrupts it. Like he came out and fucked up Enzo yes. Amore for no reason, right? It was so amazing. Entirely random. We all loved it. And I want him to do that. He just imposes himself into anything just to mess people up just to make a statement to keep himself looking as strong as possible to a next build if they want to do it with brock i think it's too soon right now but i'd love for him to just keep doing that and keep going against against 
anybody relevant, anybody who's held a world title before, let him go up, up against that person. Let him go up against Sheamus, Cesaro, all these guys, and just put on shows. Yeah, and I think that's the best way to kind of keep him where he is, which is one of the most over guys in the yeah. entire business. I don't know what the, he is. It, I don't know if they consider him a face or heel because I don't think it matters because the crowd loves he, anything he does. Yeah. He can do any type of heel shit, but he I, is what they wanted out of Roman, without yes. a doubt. And I think he became what he is now because of the Roman feud. So one hundred percent, they have won in a different way than they expected with with those two characters. And now they have Braun, and they should do something with him. But I, I mean, the future's still very bright. He's he's not young. He's a, he's not you know a mid twenties ah, guy. He, but he's he's early 30s, so he's got time. He does have time. So, I mean, there's there's time to wait a little bit, too. But, I mean, I, mm-hmm. the sooner the better for me. I still love the guy. Yeah, and I want him to be a universal champion soon. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought up what he did to Enzo because uh, another thing I want to talk about on Raw is what's going to happen with Neville. I don't really want to get into the Cruiserweight division. I'm not that excited about it, especially with the addition of Kalisto. Yeah. I was – as it was happening, yeah, I was texting you. I was like, it's Johnny Wrestling. It's this could be Johnny, Johnny Gargano. This is perfect. The crowd would go bananas. But nope, it was Kalisto, and I felt nothing but crickets yeah. throughout. But the best part of the Cruiserweight division for the last year, and to me one of the – who could become one of the top guys because he is young and you know give him some time. He could become the top guy uh, on Raw once kind of these bigger guys get out of the picture like Braun and, and Brock is Neville. You've been pretty high on Neville and rightfully so, but they did this – the storyline where basically – Neville doesn't have an opportunity to win back the Cruiserweight title because of paperwork, which means hopefully Neville goes on to something else and moves up into the scene and stays on Monday Night Raw, which is what we wanted, which is what we thought we were getting when he lost the Cruiserweight title last month, was that he's going to move up into the IC title scene. And I think that's still possible, but the easy answer for WWE is to have Kalisto win, beat Enzo Amore, so that that paperwork is null and void now, and then Neville can just win it back. But... I hope he moves on. I don't want him in 205 anymore. He's he's proven no, that he's... He's so much better. He's not in that league. There's no one really relevant. There's no big names in 205 that we really care about. Johnny Wrestling would have been a big name and a big pop from NXT. If they want to... They're not going to ever bring in a guy like Rey Mysterio, but somebody with a good following, right? That's going yeah. bo- to boost up 205 Live, and they're not going to do that. So I have no. little interest. I have absolutely zero interest in 205 Live. In fact, I haven't even watched... I've watched one episode of 205 Live. That's it. I've watched a handful, and I just, I'm not yeah. interested. The wrestling is, no. some of the ring stuff is very impressive, but I need storyline, too. I need charisma. I need I need a lot of that stuff because I'm a selfish wrestling fan. <laughs> but Neville has been the best thing that has happened to the Cruiserweight division, this new Cruiserweight division that they've created. Yeah. I used to love the Cruiserweight division uh, back in the SmackDown days. Uh, in the mid two thousands, when Chavo and mm. yeah, yeah, Chavo, Rey Mysterio, Billy Kidman, yep. there there are so many good guys in that division, and now you have some really some of the best cruiserweight wrestlers of all time. But much like Jason Jason Jordan, they're just charisma vacuums, and Neville was the best thing to happen, and now I think he's outgrown it without a doubt. He's outgrown two hundred five live. Yeah. Uh, 
to me, I think he could be, and hear me out on this one, I think he could be the Kenny Omega of WWE, where Kenny Omega was the junior, uh, the super junior. Super junior. Yeah. And he was the junior heavyweight champion. Uh, but then he he elevated himself to the to the kind of the heavyweight division where he won the Intercontinental title in, in that match against Tanahashi. And I think Neville could possibly do that, you know, move up and, you know, his first few could be against The Miz. I think that just this kind of like cocky and arrogant, you know, version of Neville could play really well alongside The Miz and yeah. he could really get over that way. Or he could just go into a feud with some random person on the main roster. But I think a move to the main roster is what is needed. And Neville could see himself within the next five years as a main event guy. And Possibly the first British heavyweight champion. Okay, that's down the road. That could be a thing. Yeah. I think he can definitely develop into that because he's the, as much as he's grown in the last year, it's been tremendous. It's been on the likes of Braun Strowman, but we paid more attention to Braun because he's been on the main roster and he's obviously huge mm-hmm. and he's in bigger feuds, but Neville can grow. And today, I forgot I even did this, so earlier today, I watched uh, Takamichi Noku winning the light heavyweight championship for the first time, the inaugural match, when he yes. beat Brian Christopher at In Your House Degeneration X this morning. And even that, that fucking match and a brand new belt that they were introducing in the WWF at the time, felt more important than the shit that they give us on 205 Live right now. Enzo Amore is bringing a little bit more attention to it. They're using it at the end of Raw, so it has more eyes to it. It's crazy. It's been consecutive weeks, too. So they're trying, but I have little to no interest in it. Enzo's nothing but a mouthpiece. He's not good in the ring. And Takamichi Noku could not speak a lick of English whatsoever, but he was probably the best technical wrestler on any roster at that time. So it was a great match. So there's a plug right there. Go back and watch In Your House DX 1997 to watch that match versus Brian Christopher, who actually put on a good match. Jerry's kid. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Brian Christopher, uh, Grandmaster Sexy. Yeah. He was a, he was not good. Too sexy, but he put on a good match there, and he I mean he became a tag team specialist after that. But yeah, that that felt more important than what we're getting right now. So if they want 205 Live to be more relevant, I need bigger names. I need better storylines. I need more charisma, and then I'll fucking watch it. But until then, I'm going to be forced to watch it because you're throwing it on Raw and putting it in my face. Yeah, and I think we're all ready for that. And I think we're all ready for the end of the purple ropes. Uh, yeah. Get rid of it. Yeah. No, hate it. Change the belt right. color, too. <laughs> that, too. Oh. Ugly. God-awful. I'm done. All right. So Let's get in the cell here. Let's talk about yeah. this. I'm done with talking about Raw. Let's just jump straight into Hell in a Cell. Uh, not a lot to talk about on SmackDown these last few weeks, so I'm just going to jump straight into Hell in a Cell, if you're okay with that. Yeah, let's start at the bottom and work our way up. Yeah, so the pre-show, we're looking at a match I have zero interest in. Sorry. Yep. I love one team and I hate the other team, but it's Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin, uh, two guys that we we like. Yeah. Shelton for sure, and I'm a big fan of Gable. Uh, versus the hype bros. And I just, I don't know if you noticed, but I just absolutely lost all my hype level. Hype. Hype. Yeah, I am not hype. hype for this. No. I don't stay hype. That's for sure. Were you expecting more from the production people to put Shelton Benjamin in something more important than pre-show match work against uh, Mojo Riley and Zack Ryder since he came back? Or was this what you thought he'd be put in? 
this is kind of where I thought he would be, kind of the lower card. Uh, not necessarily pre-show, unless he was in like some multi-man, non-tag team match. Uh, but being in a tag team match, I'm kind of upset with where he is right now. But it's kind of where I expected him to be. Okay. I, I wasn't expecting him to just get shot, you know, right into the mid-card title scene or main event scene. Because he was never that kind of guy. He was a guy... He was a good hand that you can throw in there if you needed to, but he was a never he was never a guy that you know you felt could legitimately be a top guy. And if, if you've seen him work since he's come back in, on SmackDown, he still has some pretty good stuff that he can do. So I expect him to move back up into that mid card scene, maybe into that U.S. title scene ish, depending on who's winning it. But I mean, he's he's going to be a tag team specialist. It's what he's really known for, and he'll be in you know some special matches because ladder matches have been amazing with him in them. So I think if you want AJ to kind of turn heel again and maybe make another mm-hmm. push for the championship, if Shinsuke wins, yeah, uh, then Whew. put him in a feud with Shelton. You know, I think that would be a great way to kind of turn him back heel to get him prepared for maybe a WrestleMania title match with Shinsuke. Okay, I could see that. Who are you, who yeah. you going with on this one? Who's the pick? All right, on this one, I'm going with Gable and Benjamin because this is kind of going to be the start of uh, the the division. They've they've already had the division between the hype bros, but I think this is going to be the uh, one of the final nails in the coffin. So I'm going Gable and Benjamin. I like it. I am going to ditto you on that one, so we won't have a a point differential there for keeping track of this. I also, but I'm also. I mean, I'm betting on some some type of feud or something to happen within the hype bros here to divide them apart. It's been overdue. That could either be the reason why they lose, or that can just happen mm-hmm. afterwards. But uh, Gable and Shelton and Shelton to win, and then hopefully no more hype bro shit. Yeah, I'm done with the hype bros. I'm done with both Zack Ryder and Mojo Raleigh. But I think if any of the two are going to turn heel, if feels like they're kind of pushing Ryder to be that, but Mojo's kind of shown some signs where he's like, I'm going to do anything to be relevant. So we'll see. And I'd like that. I'd like to see something different from from Mojo just to see them build him a little bit because they gave him what should be relevant, the Andre Memorial Battle Royal winner. But um, whether or not they choose to do anything, that we'll see. So I don't know. We'll see. It's a fucking pre-show match. We'll talk about it. All right. So... That that's the only pre-show match as of right now, I believe. Yeah. Uh, but starting at the bottom of the card, right after the pre-show, we have Randy Orton versus Rusev. Handsome Rusev. Maybe uh, another ditto after their SummerSlam bout. Maybe another ten-second match. Uh, no, I think no. this is going to go longer. And I, th- it's like they've been. It's been a weird build. This feud has there been a it's build. Been, uh, Randy Orton wins fast. Rusev wins fast. Now they have a eight-minute match. Okay, maybe that's what I'm seeing. Um, there hasn't been any kind of build other than oh, Randy Orton out of nowhere, RKO. Yeah, you know that, that that's going to be the story that I will talk about in almost most of these matches. Is there's very limited one-on-one build mm-hmm. between people facing off in the ring, facing off in in matches, and over the last few weeks. So a lot of the stuff I'm just not excited for because I haven't been prompted to be excited for it. So start right here, Randy Orton versus Rusev. Limited yeah, build. It's weird because after after SummerSlam, we talked about how SummerSlam felt like instead of a show that culminated 
uh, some feuds. It started a bunch of feuds, but yeah. there's been zero build after yeah. SummerSlam, which is mind-boggling because last year SmackDown was firing on all cylinders, and it was the show to watch, and now it's just like nothing happens. Yeah. Like, I'm hoping this turns it, it around. Was this a, is, this is there's a, been segments with Randy Orton and Rusev, and they just consisted of, oh, I'm Rusev, I'm Bulgarian, and oh, I'm Randy Orton, here's an RKO. Yep, and you guys should That's be interested it. in this. So, yeah. I don't know, it's, it's very weak, but um, again, I'm not interested in it. So, the winner, loser, really doesn't matter. Hopefully, this, this feud dies out after this. But I do think that Rusev will get the win. Okay. Yeah, so do I. Really? Okay. Yeah, I'm going with Rusev as well. All this right. should be an actual match, though. I don't. Ex- I expect I less than so. ten. It should be less than ten minutes. Because we thought Rusev was going to win at SummerSlam. Yeah, and that okay. was going to be like a start of something. Yeah, this this should be better, at least for a match work. But um, regardless, bottom of the card as it's projected right now. Yeah. So, all right, next match, which I'm also not that excited about, and also. Has gotten zero build. Uh, two guys that I like a lot, and you ah, know I'm a Rudin huge Ziggler. Ziggy it's fan. Be Rudin yes, <laughs> and you know I love Ziggy's. Uh, so but, so let, let's sidetrack real quick. Let's talk about Ziggler's okay. entrances stuff that he's done over the last few weeks. What has that done for his character? What the fuck does it mean? Why do I care about it? It's funny. I was watching uh, Wrestling with Regret just before we did this podcast. Before I watched the overtime. Uh, of UT versus Kansas State. And he was doing a review of uh, Lethal Lockdown, or Lockdown 2008, I believe. Okay. The main event was Kurt Angle versus Samoa Joe and the Kate in the, uh, had like an MMA style match. Yep. And he was talking about how at the time Randy Orton was feuding with, not Randy Orton, Bobby Roode was feuding with Booker T, who just came in to TNA, and the whole premise was Bobby Roode was tired of all these WWE guys coming to TNA and getting the spotlight. Right. And that's kind of where Dolph Ziggler is right now. You know, he's tired of all these new guys coming in and taking his spotlight that he feels belongs to him. And so it's kind of funny how that has come full circle for Bobby Roode. Uh, And I just feel that this is going nowhere for Ziggler. This can't go anywhere for Ziggler. I feel like he thought maybe this was going to be a great idea when it first started. Is it his idea? And then, or is it No, Road it's not Dogs? his idea. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's Road Dogg's idea. But I feel like he was given the premise and he was like, okay, I think I can make this work. Right. And nothing worked. No. It's not working I, at all. I don't – because we don't know what it's for. We, we can't even – try to predict the future on this one as we can with most things we see WWE. What the fuck is Ziggler trying to do? Is he, is he trying to recreate himself at the end of the day? No, he's probably not because he's going to be the same guy he was when he was wearing green tights and part of a cheerleading squad. He hasn't changed really. He has changed, but... Well, he's gotten longer hair and a famouser. So, Boom. Okay. Told you. Zigzag, baby. But aside from this, you got Bobby Roode coming up newly off... Losing the NXT title. Who's 38 himself. He's old. So what are they doing with Root at this point to move forward and move up that card? And is Ziggler just a piece well, of that? This is, get... 
this is higher. a stepping stone for sure. For Ziggler's at that stage where he is just the stepping stone for the next, you know, main event guys. You, same thing when Shinsuke came up. Who was his first feud? Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Bobby Roode, his first feud. You know, the guy who took the belt off of Nakamura, his first feud. Dolph Ziggler. So, Ziggler is at that stage now. He's never going to get another big push. He's never going to. He's never going to sniff the main event again. The closest he'll he'll ever get again was when he feuded with Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose. And and that's it. That's just the nature of the beast. That's just where he is now. And I I think he's content with that just because of the money that he's making. Right. Which is why I don't think he's ever going to leave like a lot of people alluded to. They think he's going to leave to go, you know, chase titles. That's just not – he's making good money. He's not going anywhere. Because he'd, be, uh, but, he'd, chase a, he'd chase a title in Impact Wrestling, and that's ooh, that's not a that's not a big that's thing to so be prestigious. chasing. Yeah, because he wouldn't he wouldn't stand a chance in New Japan. He wouldn't he, stand a chance in ROH. He wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, even if he did ROH, that's a dwindling product now. So, ooh, that's a bold claim. Yeah, that's fact though. They just yeah, lost. Cody but Rhodes they, and his literal ring. Yeah, let's talk. You have Cody Rhodes who can't put on a main event match to save his life, and you have the and you love era. Cody. I, yeah, I do. Love I love Cody. Cody so Big Cody much. fucking Mark. But he's, very, been but he's not a good wrestler. He's holding the title because of his name, which is smart for Ring of Honor. Absolutely yes. smart, but not interesting. And I love smart. Cody, and I, I want him to be as successful as he can be, but I don't yeah. think he's as good of a wrestler as we all thought he could have been. Yeah. Or that he was. I think he was, yeah. He, yeah. Hmm. That's irking, but... Ooh, man. We really want... Okay. Sorry, right, so, so who are you picking? Bobby Roode, Dolph Ziggler. Who oh. wins? <laughs> are you kidding me? That's not even close. It's going to be Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode, huh? Yes, 100%. Like, in fact, I'm going to... Higher than 100%. As high as you can go. Okay. I'm going with Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? So this is where I'm going to trust Brian James, Road Dog, and I'm going to say that this this oh, wow. nonsensical build of entrances that he has been basically making fun of, he will have a great entrance over Bobby Roode oh tomorrow night, and this will lead to him winning in dirty fashion, of course. He will beat Bobby Roode in some heel fashion to win the match. That's how Dolph Ziggler is winning this match. Wow. There you go. I am... Be blown away. <laughs> I am blown away right now. Give me buff. Uh, Mark me down. Now you're marked down. Okay. It's it's on paper forever. That's um, good. This is almost as bold as my Roman Reigns turning heel at SummerSlam <laughs> pick with with Paul Heyman by with his Paul side. Heyman. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was genius, but whatever. Irrelevant. Let's move on. United States title. <laughs> United States title. AJ Styles. I'm gonna be shooken up for a while after that pick. Okay. But AJ Styles versus Baron Corbin. Title change. Title change. Title change. No, are you kidding me? Get the fuck out of here. Okay, so what are they doing with Baron Corbin? What is this? What the fuck are they doing with Baron Corbin? Like, what have they been doing since they put since he lost the, his briefcase? Let's yeah, talk since he's lost. Yeah, since he's lost his briefcase, he's kind of. I feel like they've lost faith in him. Uh, I think what he needs to do, he needs to lose this match against AJ Styles. Spoiler alert: I pick AJ, and I think he needs to have. Okay, this is gonna sound like hokey. 
and like something they would have done in the early 2000s, kind of like what they did with Kurt Angle and Edge, to have a hair versus hair match. <laughs> let's say let's say Ziggy Ziggy wins against against Rude and yeah. all Ziggles, Ziggles and Corbin, you know, hair have versus a, hair that receding hairline, huh? hair versus hair, and just chop that shit off of yeah. Corbin. Because that that needs to go and shave that shitty ass beard that he has, and boom, you've got a star. Okay, that won't it won't be boom. Okay, but um, they need to they need to redesign this whole Corbin thought I think, and it does not start here with him beating AJ Styles. So the picks are in. I'm going with AJ Styles as well. Okay, hoping, hoping for a good match. Styles can carry a lot of people to it, and he's going to sell oh, the yeah. shit out of that. Uh, Damn, I forgot Corbin's finisher already because I haven't been. The end of days. I love that finisher. Okay. So, the end of days. He'll sell that really well. Kick out of it, though. So, AJ Styles for the win. This is not something that I want to continue. I do want Corbin to get a chance to do something. He's he's grown. He's shown potential. He hasn't shown anything lately. He has. I think he hasn't. I think you're a fool. Since he first came up, yes. But over the last. This. This. 2017 calendar year has not been a banner year for old old Corbin. Give me give me Baron Corbin next pay per view to win. Oh, I okay. do I need to go change your? No, 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 no. I'm I'm okay. keeping Styles now, but we'll talk later. Okay, that's a, I I don't think. Okay, so with Baron Corbin, I just don't know what they what the plan is because it's just. He hasn't been good at all. I absolutely love his finisher. It's my favorite finisher in on SmackDown right now. Uh, I've always liked it. I've always thought it looked great. I thought he. I've always kind of liked him. I never thought he was great he's not, in the garbage. No, he's not terrible. He's very average. Uh, but he just needs to. What? It's extremely <laughs> average. Very He's average. so average, uh, much like myself. Yeah, and at best par. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but that's all he is. It's just average. He's mid card at best, upper mid card maybe. So I'm gonna look back, but I don't recall you being as down as you sound right now when he won the Money in the Bank briefcase. And the, I, the sky I became the limit was, for Baron Corbin. I, I did say that, but he showed me nothing. Granted, he could have done a lot better when he had that thing, and there was probably good reasons why he lost it. But, I was so excited for him, but he's kind of dropped the ball. You know, all the airplane lost his luggage, and he's not finding it. But he won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Stop it. Oh, sorry. Damn it. Stop I keep, it. I keep thinking that that's relevant. Nothing. Sorry. Why do you think that's relevant? I forgot he won that shit. He did in Dallas. It was rough. Yes. You were there. Yeah. Big pop for him, too. NXT guy. Anyway, let's let's move on. We'll talk about Corbin okay. as it produces. I think AJ Styles is an amazing U.S. champion right now. Great that he's Oh, he's doing great work. Holding him and Kevin up. Owens have done great with the U.S. title. Him, Kevin Owens, and Miz have been holding up that mid-card title and making it seem as, as relevant or more relevant than the main-card title on their show. So let's keep Agreed. that going. Let's talk about Natalia and Flair next, right? Okay, I'm done. All right, on to the next one. Uh, <laughs> I mean... I am not interested in this at all. No build. No build. Um, 
Natalia is an okay champ. I think she's held it longer than she need, needed to. Uh, she gives me nothing. Nope. And I am a big fan of the women in WWE. You know that. I've always stuck up for them. But this is, I'm not interested at all. I love Charlotte. Charlotte Flair. I think she should take the title without a doubt. And call it a day. She's the best best women's wrestler in the entire world. (laughs) I I know. I know. know A lot of hyperbole. Asuka comes back at TLC, right? She's not wrestling right now, so. You're right. Kyrie Sane is winning the NXT title at. Oh, war games oh yeah, and, absolutely. Okay, so, war games. Uh, we got to talk about that next. War games. That'll be big, okay. big money there. But uh, so um, let me just say this: the, the title needs to move to Flair to make it more relevant as it should be. I called it when Natalia, Natalia was winning it at SummerSlam. Her. I put that one in your face. I told you they're going to give it to Natalia as a last hoorah for her. That yes. hoorah's been it's been long enough. Let's move over. You Let's won let... that. You called that. Yeah, and I, I want Charlotte Flair back. I want heel Charlotte really bad. And yes. I want that she does queen, not work as a face. I want the queen type gimmick, and that's what I want on SmackDown. I need her holding the belt. So that's all I have to say. No build, don't care, but Charlotte wins. Mark me down. Okay, Charlotte wins uh, for you. And I don't know. I'm very torn about this because, yes, I think Flair should indeed win, but I'm not sure if they're ready to do that right now. Okay. I don't know how they feel about her as a face champion. I this build has been non-existent, and it just screams a retention by the champion. So I'm going to go against the grain. We don't have a lot of differences here, only one. Yeah. So I'll make this one Natalia. And the other reason I want to pick Flair is because last year at Hell in a Cell, she main evented the entire pay-per-view she did. in a Hell in a Cell match. So I think having her win at another Hell in a Cell kind of – I don't know, boosts her character more, shows relevance to that booking decision a year ago. By but it, her. this one's not in a hell in a cell, though. This one's not, no. But, I mean, just the name alone, last year's was, and, and she beat Sasha. So I think they have to give – I mean, they gotta they got to be consistent with that. And I think Charlotte can, <laughs> They don't have to be consistent they, they with that. What no, kind of in, logic in is my that? Mind, in my mind, I think, well, your mind consistent. is – that's dumb. You're a dumb – and there it is. All right. New day. So, new Usos. New day versus the Uso Penitentiary, <laughs> uh, which this Bubs, has been. That, that promo was hot. Oh, my God. I Bubs. was absolutely on fire for that <laughs> promo. Both sides. And I, I'm pretty sure I texted this to you, but I, I said yeah. this may be the best promo by either crew. And that's hard to say because they've both done a lot of good stuff. The New Day has been it's you know, one of the best promo givers for the last two, three years. But I was so anti-heel been... Uso when they turned. I was so anti Oh, I was all for it. I was all I, for it. I hated it. And You've always been a big Uso's guy. Yeah. Though. And I was like, no, no, no. Keep him with face paint and wearing colorful shit and being Samoan. Now, <laughs> this, this one-day-ish shit that's been going on for the last... One day is H. It is H. That's right. No, no, you're right. For the last, fuck, what, nine, ten months? I don't know. It's been long enough, right? It's been close to a year. Okay. So, yeah, this is hot stuff, Bubs, and I'm glad I was wrong. The Usos are great. Usos are probably the best tag team in all of WWE wrestling with New Day right behind them. Yes, I agree. The Usos have been not only on fire 
in the ring, outside of the ring, on the mic. The Usos have everything clicking on all mm-hmm. cylinders right now. Yeah. And like you said, the only other team that is doing that is the New Day. Yeah. And Which is why I'm so excited for this match. And this match has happened a lot it has lately. Been. Have they all not been great, though? Uh, Every one has been the best match. Match of the card. Of the- yes. We're going to go again. It's just the Usos have always, since day one, I've been a big fan of the in-ring work of the Usos. I've always wanted to hate them just because it's like they're pandering to the, yeah. to the kids. And, you know, as an adult, we're not big fans of that. But then they get in the ring, and I've always been drawn in to their matches. Their matches are always so good. And... When they became heel, I was like, "Yes, they need this. This is this is fresh. Yeah, they need this. They've been the face painted, you know, happy go lucky Samoans for too long. Yeah, and they've at first it was a little rocky because they, you know, you could tell they were trying they were trying to find yeah. that their they, right they struggled footing. with it. Yeah, yeah, but then they it finally clicked. Uh, it clicked really well. Uh, with the fashion police, Brizongo, and then it's just got. Oh, I can't wait till they come back. I need a fashion files in my life so bad. <laughs> um, but since then they've been on fire. And as have the matches that we've seen, especially at SummerSlam, fucking so, amazing stuff. Best part of that so whole card, except for what happened in the Braun and Brock altercation. But okay. Amazing match. Yeah. So this is this is going to be good. They've gone back and forth with these titles too, Bubs, which makes this one a little harder decision for me. But I came to a decision earlier. So uh, do you, do you think it's going to be the match of the card? Your answer is yes. But do you expect anything yes. new new from this this match? From what we've it seen, it is Hell in a Cell. Yeah, it, it is, is one of two matches that are going to be contested inside the cell. So yeah, I think there's going to be some some new wrinkles thrown in. Uh, these two groups are too good to not uh, add something new and not keep it fresh so there's definitely going to be something new and it's going to be fantastic do you expect something like working on top of the cell do you expect the cell oh, to be broken absolutely. what are we what i are think you thinking? i think whatever uh new day member is not in the cell will find a way to get in uh maybe Maybe there'll be a little bit of blood in this mm, match. I would not mind that. I expect it to but be. But I think that's going to be saved to for the main event. If there's going to be any kind of blood, right? Again, um, from Shane McMahon. Yeah, but yeah, I think it's going to be. I don't know if anything's going to be broken or anything like that. But I, they're too good to not have something. Oh yeah. That's all. I- I can't think of what they're going to do. I expect something crazy that's going to be like, no way, I didn't just see that. Plus, just the shit they're going to do in the ring without stepping foot outside or even dealing with the cell is going to be amazing. So it's exciting. I can't wait for this match. It's going to be in the upper part of the card, I'm sure. So I'm going to have to wait for it. But <laughs> but I, I don't care. I'm, I'm pretty hyped for this over anything else on the entire card. I'm hyped for this match and the match work itself. Plus, the storyline is great. So where were we, where were you leaning here, Bubs? What do you what do you think in here? I've been wrong pretty much every time for this, so I'm gonna go. New Day retains. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm on the opposite side of that. Uh, Uso's ah, in, yes. Uso's good. penitentiary. Uso's, Uso's penitentiary. They go soup. They do some good heel work in here. One day some, is H. One day is going to be H in this match. There's going to be some miscues by Xavier. I don't think Xavier is going to cost the New Day the match, but he's going. To, he has to get involved, right? So he has to get into his way into the cell somehow. I think, and that will lead to some interference in some way, shape, or form. And I need the Usos to win this. And I don't care if they keep going back and forth. I don't care if the New Day win this match. You can have the point. But I think that the Usos winning in a match like this builds upon their heel character more than it would support the New Day right now. So that's why I'm going Uso. And that's a good pick because there's not a lot of heel teams on SmackDown. So the Usos winning would give more of a more of a credence to another team stepping up, you know, maybe the, the fashion police, Bruce Angu will come back and challenge again, which I would be very yep. excited for. Gable, uh, Gable and Benjamin would have to move up a yeah. little bit too, just to get into that. That's why I want the Usos to, to do that. The new day can do, yeah. they can all do singles work too. But I think, Big e, but we'll let's see. say the hype bros, they, they lose. They don't, uh, one doesn't turn on the other. They both turn. Uh, I think if that happens, then maybe the New Day for sure retain. Okay. Like they both Just, do some heel shit and keep attacking Benjamin and Gable yes. after the match or something stupid? Right. Just to give more heel teams. Okay. Yeah, because I need more SmackDown uh, teamwork. Smackdown. There's nothing else yeah. in SmackDown that I care about aside from the Usos and New Day, so... So I think something in that pre-show needs to happen, even if it's just a mojo turn, something small needs to happen to, to build up the next uh, the next pay-per-view, and especially if they're going to compete at Starcade, any of these guys. All right, so now a match that I'm not that excited about, you're not that excited about, uh, even though you would love if it was the main event just because it's for the WWE Championship. Yeah, as I think it should be. It's Jinder Mahal versus Shinsuke Nakamura, and not much can be said about this match uh, other than what's already been said. I'm not. The build's been very lackluster. Uh, they've resorted to very racist comments from Jinder Mahal yeah. uh, against Shinsuke and really the whole Asian community as a whole. And I'm not a big fan of that. I don't think, yeah, I mean, yes, that could create some, you know, heat, but it's not creating any heat. If anything, people are being turned off yeah. by it. It's not and creative at all either. It's very it's low, not. very lowbrow, very cheap. You can do a lot better with a an, an Indian performer like Jinder against an, a Japanese wrestler. You can come up with a lot more intricate shit. Just have dirty. the Singh brothers beat up Shinsuke all the time. Sure, that, that's and have than the and have Jinder stand in the background going, "I, I constantly one up you," yeah. when it's the Singh brothers that always do, it, and the crowd will be like, that, "That's yeah, no, you, you're just using your lackey." You're a weak champion, and he gets super yeah. cool heat for it. That's great, right? But yeah, this match Not, doesn't. Oh, feel like your a eyes are slanty. It's like, come on now. Yeah, that's this, bullshit. Don't use that to try and build heat for a match that has no heat because you don't know how to build properly. Right. Um, this match doesn't feel like, like a championship match. 
I, I've grown less and less in love with the gender heel persona that I really liked at the beginning. We did. We not, were big fans. Not not feeling it right now. I think that he can still do good. I'm not giving up on gender, but it's time to switch it up. We need we need something to happen here. And we do. It, it's it's becoming time. I think. And I think Shinsuke, he's he's very over right now. I'm not denying that he's over, but he may not fully be connecting with the WWE universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of his, a lot of him being over has to do with what he did in NXT yeah. and just the name that he brought with him from overseas. But I don't know if he has what it. I don't think he has what it takes right now to carry the WWE championship. No, especially not coming off a win over Jinder Mahal at this situation. It wouldn't mean a whole lot because no. the lackluster build, the lackluster, they haven't really made Jinder seem like a legitimate champion who can beat anybody. He's won by dirty heel tricks, which is good from time to time, but you need to establish the guy as a legitimate threat. And yeah. they haven't done that. And Shinsuke, he'll, he'll have to be champion soon. I think that's going to happen. But I don't know where they go from here right now. Someone needs to take the title off of Jinder. My pick is in. It's not Shinsuke during this match. Jinder's going to win. I think it's going to be a dirty win. I, maybe not the Singh brothers. Could be somebody else interfering as well, mm-hmm. costing Shinsuke. Moving Shinsuke into another feud with somebody else. I have a name in mind. I don't think it'll happen. But uh, it's, it's going to be Jinder. And this, this one's very hard to choose because we've been picking Jinder to lose <laughs> all the time. We were and 110% at the last pay-per-view. We were I'm pretty sure I said I was 1,000% sure that Shinsuke was going to beat Jinder at SummerSlam. And it was like an eight-minute match. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't want to say that I'm sure Jinder's going to win because I, I'm not. And maybe they're, they've got something here. You know, we're sitting here debating on who's going to win. We don't know who's going to win. Yeah. We're not outright saying... Because we've been burned before, we thought we knew outright last time. Oh, for sure, Gender's gonna, or for sure, Shinsuke's gonna win. There's no, ch- there's no chance in hell Gender's gonna win, and that's kind of what Gender's title reign has been like. Yeah. Even when he won it, we were like, "There's no way he beats Randy Orton." He beats Randy Orton. He can't do it. Then he beat Randy <laughs> he Orton. And he's just like, "Well, he, this is only gonna last one month." All the talk was like, "Oh, they'll they'll take the title right off yeah, of him." This put is it an back experiment. Randy. This is nothing for the Indian population. Um, it's been are. a while. And yeah. now, if you've been keeping track, he has a longer reign than any time combined reigns Roman Reigns titles have yeah. been. So this is serious, so, and and I want to take this serious, but I need it to be differently constructed. Yeah, I've I hate how this has been booked. I hate how this feud has gone. Um, but I'm staring at the spreadsheet right now and I wrote, I, I've typed up gender on my side. Uh, I don't feel confident in that pick, but I'm going to agree with you saying that gender Mahal is going to win. I'm more confident in this match and gender winning than I was in Shinsuke winning previously. I think they have to move Shinsuke into something different now. That's why I think someone's going to interfere Cause Shinsuke the title, not the Singh brothers. Move him out of this picture for now to move somebody else up into that um, that realm with gender, like Rusev, and see what happens there. 
Uh, I don't think that'll happen. Neither uh, do I, but I want it to be somebody other than Shinsuke right now. I think maybe maybe they move Bobby Roode up like fast because they quick. know they don't have a lot of time with him. Okay. So, and he's so over right now. Sure. So having a heel gender retain the title, and right now Bobby Roode, for all intents and purposes, is a face without yeah, a doubt. He, is. he gets a lot of pop. Just boom, flap, throw him right into the main event like you did with AJ Styles last year. Networks. Put him right into the main event. Hit him with a glorious DDT, and you got Bobby Roode as your WWE champion. I think it'd be great. And then you can turn him hill right there, right then and there. Which is fine. Which yeah. I mean, anybody right now, the way they've built Shinsuke in this situation has made me. I mean, I don't. I love Shinsuke. He's my dude, but I don't yeah. like how they've made him look in this whole situation. So anybody but Shinsuke at this point. Shinsuke moves down the card. He's gonna face well. I'm gonna tell, so my prediction is that Hideo Itami comes up from NXT. Oh, that's that costs, good. That's not and costs Shinsuke. I love it. Sorry, he costs. That's. I love it so much. Itami's not going anywhere. He's not, if anything, Itami, the only place he's, he's going, going is. <laughs> he's going to a doctor. Okay, yeah. but I, I'm putting was, that out there. We we say ridiculous shit, so that's my prediction. I want Shinsuke to move down the card. Okay. Well, the, let's culminate here. Yeah. All right. Final match of the night. The main event. The one match that has any kind of build that is Great relevant build. at all. Uh, a build that the last few weeks of SmackDown, that's the only thing I've watched, is Shane and Kevin Owens. I I turn on SmackDown, see when Shane and Kevin Owens are going to be on, and then I tune back in for that. And Yep, that's fair. And I, I guess I've already said it. It's going to be Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens in a false count anywhere Hell in a cell match. Bubs, does it not say a lot about how they feel about Kevin Owens to bring back Vince McMahon to be part Boom. of this storyline? He's gone from here. He's up here right now. They have a not lot only of faith. He beat the bricks off of Vince. So let's 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 put this in perspective, though. Vince okay. McMahon old as dirt now, right? He's not in there working anymore, but he's willing. To take he, some very serious bumps and blade for this, to allow Kevin Owens the spotlight to be a super heel to build up this match with his son at a Hell in a Cell match. This is a lot of faith in Kevin Owens. And what I'm liking about this Kevin Owens heel character is that in his his character's mind is so diluted and and just maniacal that he thinks in his head that he's 100% right about everything. Yeah. Like he's doing nothing wrong. Like, and that's what makes him such a great heel character is that he has so much conviction in the horrible shit that he's doing to people that he thinks he's the good guy, which makes him such a bad guy. And makes it good television to watch too. I am 100% intrigued with anything going on with this feud right now. I have been very indifferent towards They Kevin brought Owens. Stephanie back for this. Stephanie popped up in, yeah, in like yeah. the aisleway, and she didn't even... So that, yeah, that was random too. I feel like she needs to come back on TV soon. Yes. But, I mean, I, I've been very indifferent towards Kevin Owens. I'm not a big fan of his. I'm not a Mark. I think he's I a like very him. good heel. I think he's a very good talker. I think that his... I don't care that he's fat. I think he's a very good worker in the ring as well. But I just, you know, he's just not my kind of guy. But this, his heel persona is becoming, it's getting into that 
I don't want to say legendary yet, right? No, but he's get, he's getting into that serious level where you're like the upper oh, echelon. This dude is very good at what he does, and a lot of that came, I think, with working a lot of Chris Jericho shit into it last year, and mm-hmm. him just being Kevin Steen basically on a bigger screen. Right. So, and I mean, the whole Chris Jericho thing—that's how this all started. Yeah. Like they were, yeah, they were heels, but he was that heel that everybody liked. And then when he teamed up with Chris Jericho, he 1,000% became the heel that everyone liked. Yeah, just by association. Yeah, you couldn't hate anything Chris Jericho was doing. I but, hated the universal title on him. I've told you that, though. Yeah, and I didn't mind it. I liked it on him. I hated it. Uh, and I thought, thought it was a great way to put the title on Goldberg. Yes, that worked fine. Sure. And then the way they did it, incorporating Chris Jericho after they did the mm-hmm. Festival of Friendship... But that festival of friendship, like that was the start of this character. Yeah. And he's done such a phenomenal job with it. Uh, when he became the U.S. champion, you know, he started calling himself the face of America. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he had a fantastic feud. Uh, I use the word fantastic instead of phenomenal uh, due to the pun. Good. Uh, yes. Uh, with AJ Styles, now AJ Styles holds the U.S. title, and you think, okay, Kevin Owens, you know, they're either going to move him to the the WWE title or they'll move him lower into the card. Right. But did they move him lower into the card? No. They shot him, I think right now he is above the WWE championship he is, in a feud like this. He's the most serious thing that goes on on SmackDown, and he really has been since – the middle of or the end of that AJ Styles feud because the lackluster storyline that's incorporated with Jinder Mahal. So now the best thing going is, is Kevin Owens. And I mean, it's sad. I hate that. It shouldn't be that way, but they've done well. I love it. Uh, Kevin Owens is killing it and he deserves the spotlight right now. Uh, he, and not only does he, is he doing great character work, which is something we, we love. Yep. We've always been big on character work, uh, but he does great in-ring work. And I think this match between him and Shane McMahon, who Shane McMahon has been doing some really good uh, character work himself throughout this feud, uh, I think this is going to be a hell of a match. It's going to be a slobber knocker. Oh, okay. Do you care that Shane McMahon is a part-time wrestler and he only yeah. appears for major nope. matches and major pay-per-views. Nope, because you know what that means? That means that whoever he's in the ring with will get elevated to a new level. His match with AJ Styles, you tell me that his match with AJ Styles did card. not steal that show. Match of the card. Exactly. At WrestleMania. At WrestleMania. Fact. Okay, so is Shane McMahon a different type of part-timer? For oh. example... Uh, Triple H he comes back for been. one time or two times a year. The Rock makes a special appearance and, and has the fastest match ever recorded at a WrestleMania. Yeah, let's not talk about that. So part-time yeah. wrestlers, though. Shane. They they are. Shane is different. Yes. Those guys are part-time wrestlers uh, because they were actual wrestlers. Okay. Shane McMahon's never been an actual wrestler, but he he was full-time at one point. Yeah. He's been uh, a champion before. He's held the European Technically, title. he's full-time right now. Yeah. He's an authority figure. He's not like a, a true authority figure like we saw with Triple H and Stephanie, but he is the commissioner of SmackDown, and when someone steps down from that position to kind of handle business, 
with one of the wrestlers, it has a little different meaning to yeah. it than, you know, Triple H showing up to wrestle. You know Triple H can wrestle. He was a wrestler, and he's going to, you know, do his best to put on a, a, a solid match. But it doesn't hold as much weight as when someone like a Shane McMahon steps into the ring. Hell, if Vince McMahon stepped into the ring with someone, even though it wasn't a great match, it still was good. Like when he his, his match with Shawn Michaels, his match with Michaels. Steve Austin, his match with Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Yeah, Bret Hart. so that was shitty. Bret, oh God, yeah, don't. But yeah, I, I, I get your point though. But uh, also to the to the fact that part timers come back to put people over, right? So Triple yeah. H held the WWE title to get Roman over at WrestleMania. The Shane McMahon put over AJ Styles, even though he didn't need over, but he still lost, obviously, because we expected him to lose. Is this mm-hmm. a guaranteed sure thing? Kevin Owens is just being put into a match with Shane McMahon to win at Hell in a Cell to get even higher on the card or higher with his character. Is a guarantee, right? Yes and possibly no. Okay. So, yes, I think for sure. I don't see a, a reason why Shane McMahon beats Kevin Owens. But you saw Stephanie come back, right? Yeah. When Stephanie's around, who's not that far behind her? The big H dog. Yes. What does everyone think is going to happen at a big four pay-per-view? Triple H returns. Uh, Versus? Uh, Let's do Kevin Owens this time at Survivor Uh, Series. Yes. And it'll either be at Survivor Series or WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Right. So the only way I see Kevin Owens losing is if that, that boom, that motorhead hits and freaking here comes Triple H. And and Kevin might think, you know, hey, he helped me win the Universal title. This is great. But Triple H is like, nah, fuck you, son. Family first. Yes. Oh. And that's the only way I see Shane McMahon winning. And wow, what a way to end that pay-per-view. That's a that's a good ending, and I wanted to ask if you see anything special happening. Are we going to get some type of interference, some face showing up? I think we're going to get a great match. Someone's going to the top. Kevin Owens might frog splash off the top of that damn thing. We don't know. Oh God, that would that's a good point because they Shane, could have that little crash mat on the, in the announcers table like they had they for, did Shane. It for Shane. Right? Shane did the elbow. Yes, it, albeit. But let's let Kevin. You were there for that. How was that moment? Fucking terrifying. He was really high in the air, man. It's. Not... I remember calling. <laughs> I remember yelling at Emily, saying, "Hey, you want to see a man die?" Yeah, I was yelling Don't at him what to Shane's get, about to get do. down, and he didn't. Get... But <laughs> he I, didn't listen to you. He but... couldn't hear me from where I was sitting, which was relatively close. You got to get better seats next but, time. I know, but let's say that this match goes on to be. You know, gets a, a great rating, right? Let's put it at a four and a four and a half or whatever you want to want to put it at. But does anything special happen here that triggers Survivor Series? Because big four pay per view coming up. We have Starcade, we have TLC to come, but then we have the Survivor Series, so we need to start building that now. So, do you see that happening, or are we going to get something clean between the two of them, for lack of a better I, word? I don't see it happening, but I will say, if anything does happen, it'll be Triple H coming out and screwing Kevin Owens. Being like, look, I helped you win the title, and you became something that I couldn't foresee you becoming, and I have to put you in your place. Okay. I think the Triple H return is a bit, a bit overdue. I don't mind 
seen him around. I don't want him in the main spotlight. Of course, I don't want him holding a title by any means. But well, he's not going to hold a title. No, but, but he did before. Being in that main event spot with Kevin Owens, yeah, I think that would be great. Okay, so that match is going to be good, man. <laughs> Something's going down. I know. But I'm going to go ahead, go ahead, and say that KO is going to win. And I thought about this Triple H return earlier today. I thought about Vince walking out. Oh, some... I just thought about it just now. Oh, really? Okay. I did no, not put I, a lot been, of thought into it. I've been thinking about my picks since, since okay. we've been planning this episode. But, I, I, sh- I shoot from the hip. Uh, I am, I'm picking Kevin Owens as well. Okay. Because I think the likelihood of something like that happening, like that we want, is much lower right now because we're so we're still far away from Survivor mm-hmm. Series still. So... I don't think it's likely, but I mean, I expect the match to be gold, absolute gold. Someone's oh, jumping. I do too. It's Someone's be... jumping from where they shouldn't jump. Yeah, it'll be. It won't be a spot fest, but we're going to see some pretty good work because Shane is very athletic. He knows how to fly. Kevin Owens. And Kevin really... Owens is a ring general. Yeah, so I, I expect it to be very good. Hopefully, not short. I want it to be, you know, up in that fifteen to twenty minute range. But okay. I think it'll pay off. I think it will be the last part of the card too, because fuck the WWE Championship match, and I think Kevin Owens will win. All right, it looks like we have three matches that we differ on. And that's the thing about us is that we have very similar wrestling minds. And so it's hard for us to do these picks and, you know, have have them differ. Oh, yeah, we're not going to differ in every much. match, that's for sure. It'll yeah. be much of the minority. Yeah. But we've got we've got three matches that we differ on, so that, that will... One of those matches will definitely be the difference, just, you know, doing basic math. Yep. Uh, but this should be interesting. I am... I can't say I'm too excited about this card. Uh, I love any pay-per-view, and this is going to be my first one where I'm sitting on my couch uh, watching it on my 60-inch 4K. So I am excited about that, but I'm not all that excited about this card. No, it's been the story of the year, it seems like. Aside from the Royal Rumble, which I was super Ah, excited about, which paid off for me. Every other pay-per-view has been. I'm mildly interested in pieces of the card, but in general, I'm really not. And the same could be said about, about WrestleMania. I was excited for pieces of it, but again, here we go. Same thing. Parts of it are built up. Parts of it aren't. Some of it I care about. Some of it I don't. But I'll be there watching it because I am committed to it. So yes. we'll see what happens, though. It should be it should be good. I'm excited for the the new day and the USO match, and we'll see what else happens. We're both very committed to this thing called pro wrestling. Uh, you're talking about how some of the card is built, and some the, not one match on this card is built, and that's it. Even the new day and USOs is it's something we. We've seen a lot lately, but this match in particular is not built hardly at all, other yeah. than one amazing promo between the two guys, which happened this last uh, on the go-home show of SmackDown. So all in all, not all that uh, much to look forward to, but that's that's when the WWE's at its best. When we expect nothing, they give us everything. So... I think that might be the story of this pay-per-view. Yeah, I, ho- I hope, and I you know, I wish I could say I expect to be blown away, but I hope to be blown away by some of this so when we talk after this, we can say, man, I wasn't ready for that. Good on you, Road Dog," and we give him a big thumbs up when we send him something on Twitter. But yes. aside from that, I mean, low expectations, but 
moving forward from this, like I said, we're talking TLC after this. We will be talking Starcade, at least for the nostalgia point of it. And I'm actually pretty excited about that. We'll be talking war games. And we'll actually uh, go back and review a uh, previous Starcade, review uh, war games uh, in preparation for uh, these two shows. Uh, so look forward to that. Uh, go ahead and t- uh, engage with us on Twitter at CAE Wrestling. You can also find us on Facebook at Collar. Just search Collar and Elbow Wrestling. We we may not be that excited about Hell in a Cell, but you could be absolutely ecstatic about Hell in a Cell. Let us know what you think about this upcoming pay-per-view. Share your predictions with us over the next 24 hours, and as we get into the show itself you know we look forward to hearing from you because we will be active on twitter and facebook for the show so please engage with us because this show we we don't do this for any kind of fame we don't do this for any kind of money we do this because we are big fans for our entire the biggest fans you can find of pro wrestling and we want to share kind of our opinions of pro wrestling with you our fellow wrestling fans and hopefully we can just you know come together and build something special you know we're not we're not doing this because we're we're big name and we're looking for for money we're doing this because we want to engage with you we want to make this the biggest fan created uh podcast of all time you know this isn't this isn't for wwe this isn't for any kind of organization this is for us the wrestling fans so as I said, engage with us, please. We look forward to hearing from you. And as always, we are Collar and Elbow Wrestling. We do this for the love of wrestling, and together we will make wrestling great again. <laughs>